the chances are going to go up and up and up. And if you want to take a bet on those chances, you can head over to Bet Online, where you have all of your sports wagering news, NBA actions in full swing, March Madness right around the corner. You got you got the Caps playing. The Wiz are actually playing right now. If you want to bet on them or bet against them, all that information is right there for you on Bet Online. Just use the code Believe B L E A V to get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's B-L-E-A-V on Bet Online, where the game starts. Talking about coaches and GMs can be all exciting and everything, but we, they're not the ones who play the game. That's going to be the players on the field. And we've got a few here in Washington that I think are worthy of keeping on the team. Free agents yep. to be, but might just work out in this new Dan Quinn-led Commanders team. And we're going to be talking about them here right now in the Don't Sleep game, the retainers, as it were. If you, of course, you can head out to don'tsleepenergy.com, use the code DISTRICT, get yourself 10% off your entire order. That's your drinks, that's your gear. Actually, I have my Don't Sleep shirt on underneath oh, here. So nice. I have that, and then uh, Stoner's got the drink on hand. Maybe not drinking that at 7.30 at night because he will be up all night because those things rock. I use those to make sure that I'm up and moving when EP has all the chores for me to do in my retired life. So let's get to some of the players that we think Washington might uh, do. We've posted a couple of these going forward uh, or in the past. We're going to post a few more. I hope you guys have liked those uh those player cards that we've developed and, and kind of using to get conversations going on both here on our community page and on Twitter. We appreciate everybody who jumps in on there and comments. Let's start with the man here in the graphic, which is Kendall Fuller. This is you, you have, I think we have a video coming out. Is it tomorrow? Is that our DB one? Uh, we've tomorrow, not recorded him. No, tomorrow is um, uh, Brian Burns. Brian Burns, and then on yeah. Monday, it will be a wide receiver. So, no, we haven't talked about who you want in free agency. Mm -hmm. uh, I pushed out that we should re-sign Kendall Fuller. So, yeah. are you against re-signing him here? He is one of the unrestricted free agents that Washington has. That's a tough one. I want to hear what people think about um, Kendall Fuller, whether we want to keep him or not. I mean, he's 29. He's going to be 20. Or I think maybe even today's his birthday, yesterday, something. He's 29 years old, right, which is getting up there in football years. Mm -hmm. uh, and he just came off of the four-year, $40 million contract. So he's making $10 million average per year. He Statistically, he had probably his, his second-best season as a pro this yeah. past year. He was very highly rated on PFF, and um, he didn't have as many passes defended as he has before, um, but he had more tackles than he usually does but he is getting up there but you also have to think about what they have when you leave him behind if you decide to move on who are you leaving behind st juice forbes help me out anybody else that you're really worried that you really want to keep do you want that to be your starting corners benjamin st juice and uh manuel forbes or do you want to bring in another guy maybe free agency so you have to think about that the one thing that a lot of people say that we have to stop thinking this way, just let me put it out there for anybody who's thinking this. 
they're not going to sign a team friendly deal. No, they don't. Players don't do that. They don't sign these team friendly deals. There's they will actually, Stoner. I will correct you just a bit. Okay. They will sign a team friendly friendly deal if there is no other deal available for them. They have no problem okay. uh, taking on that that kind of deal. But you're right. Not there, very many players are out there. A lot was made about Tom Brady usually taking less money than what he probably deserved. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, they they absolutely these players they deserve to get paid. They the the money tends to go to the owners and and not so much to the players. And so the players, the NFLPA does kind of negotiate to try to get more and more of the salary cap or that that increase. And so then, uh, you know, players reset the market. Kendall Fuller probably not resetting the market though. No, uh, quite a few different free agents that are available in that regard. So. If if Kendall Fuller is not breaking the bank, why would you not take him? Because you know that he's good and he has experience and he's the best uh, option for or was the best option last year for Washington. Why would you not re-sign him? Well, I, from a Washington point of view, if you can sign him to a team-friendly deal, of course you would do that. They would do that with every single unrestricted free agent that they have. But that's not how they work. And if if his only deal is kind of a team friendly deal or is only kind of, he's going to have plenty of offers. Let's, let's not get crazy here. Okay. Uh, and if Washington's is kind of the best deal and it's a team friendly deal, he's still probably going to move on because then you're kind of coming back with your tail between your legs. Basically, this is the best I can do. And that's not even what I'm worth. And, but you might still sign for less somewhere else is what I'm saying rather than coming back to Washington with a deal that's not good enough. So we just kind of got to get that. If you're going to get Kendall Fuller, you're going to have to pay what Kendall Fuller or what a 29-year-old starting cornerback in the NFL is worth. So Yam has Yam has a couple of comments on on the the signing timing, and so I wanted to get to those before we get to any of these other ones. Uh, Yam here is saying, you know, let the guys play the market. Then when they say, "Hey, I'm still here," you work the deal because maybe they didn't get the deal elsewhere. We saw Washington actually do this last year with a couple different players, uh, where they let them hit them in the last couple of years. Really, J.D. McKissick famously had a mm-hmm. deal with the Buffalo Bills, and then Washington was like, no, no, we, we'll match that. And J.D. McKissick wanted to come here back to Washington. Yeah. Uh, so you do have some some leeway in that regard of let them test the market. When they realize the market isn't there, you know, they'll come back, like you said, tail between the legs and just take what they what they have yeah, available to them. Not Normally many. They'll go. They'll go like. Ken, yeah, Kendall Fuller, by the way, there. ranked the number three uh, free agent uh, defensive back here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but if you yeah, look at, yeah, go ahead. If you look at some of these guys uh, who have left, and we're sitting there going, we couldn't match that when when um, um, Carter DeAndre Carter left to go to the Chargers, I think, on like a one year, two million dollar deal, mm-hmm. and we're saying Washington couldn't match it. They probably tried to match it, and he didn't want to come back with his tail between his legs saying, this is the best sure. I can get. Sure. Tim Settle was another one of those that, mm-hmm. that left on a very, very cheap deal, and we're all sitting here saying, we couldn't pay that for Tim Settle? Well, that's why, because they don't want to do that. They don't want to come back and say, well, this was the best I can do. I need to go out there 
and and show that they can be there, there's also playing time and other things that come in there sure. so the the other side of that coin stoner is uh yam here saying that we need to wait until free agency starts to see where the cards fall you can sign your own players right anytime. correct me if i'm wrong anytime sure okay so why should they why should they lock up some of these players and not let them get to full-on free agency well, because then you're going to find out where the value is. It's going to be possibly, you don't know this, is possibly going to be higher. You don't have the sort of having to negotiate against other teams what they're putting out there. Or another team can't come and look at your offer that you've given them and then raise it a little bit to entice that player to move. You're the only one that can negotiate with your own free agents right now. They, other teams can't talk to you, so let's use Kendall Fuller. Right now, they could be sitting in a meeting room trying to hammer out a deal and come up with a contract offer, and they bring it to Kendall Fuller. Well, Kendall Fuller's agent can't go to the Chargers and say, here's what they're offering me. What can you do? He can't do that until March 11th, I think. So another few weeks until they're able to do that. So you you get that opportunity to not have to negotiate against other teams, but you also – um, possibly are going to pay him too much because you don't know what other teams are going to offer as well. So you can't go over the top of the other teams. So let's say you go out there and you say, okay, we'll give Kendall, we'll give you three years, $36 million. And then free agency comes around and everybody laughs because nobody was going to offer him more than $30 million. So that's what, that's the risk you run into signing them now. But again, mm-hmm. you could say, give you three years for 36. And he says, okay, and then free agency comes around and says, we we're going to give you 45 if you would have been on the open market. And, and so yeah. you got a better deal. So there's, a, you know, there's the old risk reward kind of deal. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of chat uh, happening with this uh, in this regard. Lots of people are commenting with a couple different names. I mentioned uh, Fuller was the listed on a lot of sites as the uh, third best available uh, uh, cornerback. But two ahead of them, Jalen Johnson, uh, Legarius Sneed. I love Legarius Sneed. Bring him to Washington. Want, now. Who just won a, a Super Bowl ring, yeah. and and so we'll get to those. We'll, we're going to get to those in the free agency one. But I just yeah, wanted to point yeah, out, yeah. show the people I am watching those. I'm not necessarily bringing in those comments because we're going to be talking about free agency, and it's okay to bring up the free agents in the sense that, hey. Don't go after Kendall Fuller when you should be going after this person sure. instead. So we do encourage those comments uh, there. Code Talk are going to lead us into the next one for the panel. Do we want Kendall Fuller to be a veteran defensive back, or are we okay with Curl being the veteran defensive back? Cam Curl is your guy, who you're going to get the jersey if he signs a long-term contract yep. here. 100%. Do you think that Kendall Fuller is going to be on this team to start 20, 2024? I, man, I'm just kind of, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say. I think he will. Um, he, there's a better chance of him being here. If we're going to compare better chance of Fuller being here than curl to me. Cause let's not forget. Kendall Fuller is fairly local, went to Virginia tech. He yeah. was drafted by the Redskins. And then of course, traded in the Alex Smith deal. And then willingly came here and signed with Washington as a free agent for what was a fairly 
um, team friendly deal at $10 million a year for a starting quarterback is a pretty darn good deal Yeah, on the open market back even if it was four years ago. So he likes it here. He's has ties. He he's been here almost his entire life. And so I think he wants to be here, but he won't take a lot less money to be here. Sure. So I think the chances of him being here are greater than curl. I think curl is going to go regardless curls going to the highest bidder, whoever that yeah. may be. I don't think he cares about fit. I don't think he cares about location. I don't think he cares about coaching. He wants to go to the highest bidder and that's where he'll go. If that's Washington. Great. Cause I love curl, but yeah, I just think the chances are less of him being here. Yeah. He's listed fairly high on uh, undrafted free agents in the safety realm. Uh, number three on the list that I currently have in front of me. Uh, he's the one who I think out of the ones that were in the picture that, uh, the graphic that we created for the show is the one that I just didn't rightly know if Washington would resign him. Of mm. course we love him. Right. And we, we like him, but we also liked Deron Payne then didn't agree with resigning Deron Payne because right. they got Mathis and it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be Allen and, and Mathis. And now you have Deron Payne again. And so to me, this Cam Curl one is the most interesting because it's just like he is a good player and he has shown flashes of being a really good player. Mm -hmm. I don't think he is going to end up being retained here and, and largely because I don't think he's going to end up being worth the contract he's going to sign mm -hmm. elsewhere. I think that even though he is a very good player, very good safety in the NFL, he, as I've pointed out before he ends he lacks the impact plays sure he's solid he's consistent he's a team player he's very smart but he's just not somebody who you know when you're looking at the defenses where our new coaches or new hires have come from they have impact players and cam curl is an impact player he's just a solid piece to a good defensive unit and i think mm -hmm. that they're going to go shopping for somebody who brings in that impact so uh, that's why i personally think that cam curl is going to walk and be elsewhere so continuing down the list of potential options here we mentioned in one of our player cards curtis samuel Mm. is somebody who is an unrestricted free agent. Should Washington retain Curtis Samuel? Uh, in my opinion, no. I don't think that they should retain Curtis Samuel. They don't – I think it's better. They had a, a really good trio of receivers last year with McLaurin, Dotson, and Samuel. But I think they can get better at that position just in terms of a different type of receiver, a bigger receiver – instead of having a bunch of 5'11 guys all across the board. If you even go all the way to De'Ami Brown, these are four guys who are 5'11", six feet tall, and are burners. And I think they need a possession-type receiver. He doesn't have to be – that doesn't mean slow, but a guy who's going to do the dirty work, a guy who's going to go in the middle, a guy who's going to be able to get up there and snatch balls, um, you know, when they're in the center of the field and – because. That's what this uh, offense likes to do for sure. And a guy who in the red zone who can go, you know, we've been wanting a guy who can get that fade uh, corner fade forever. And mm -hmm. I think that's the type of guy that they need. So I don't, 
I like what Curtis Samuel brings, but I don't think that that's what they need right now. They need something a little bit different than what he is. But and not, and also I I have a little bit of inside information from a couple years ago, his first year here. The guy doesn't love football. He's really good at it. He doesn't necessarily love football. And I don't need that for another three years because that first year really tainted my opinion on him, even though the last yeah. two years, I mean, he's only missed one or two games over the last two years, and he's been pretty darn productive. But I, I'm ready to move on from Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I, I, I put down earlier to re-sign him, but I've, I've put out there several different times. You've got to, in my opinion, you've got to retain either him or Gibson. The third option is you got to get somebody replaced one of those two because those two are weapons in an offense. And the reason why I ended up today siding with Curtis Samuel is because Cliff Kingsbury spread him out wide. You know, Curtis Samuel as a natural wide receiver, I think has the skill set I think would work in an air raid offense a little bit more than Gibson, who has kind of been this flex running back returning to his wide receiver role. And so, you know, I'm a big Gibson guy. And so it kind of pains me that it didn't stick with him today. But Curtis Samuel, I think, is an offensive weapon who was the second most consistent wide receiver this last season. I do hear and see, right? This is, there is a lot of good wide receivers available in the draft. Uh, People even pointing out like big blue horses here, the best generational talent available, although that's kind of a sour word, of course, in Washington phrase, rather generational talent available at number two, right? Marvin Harrison Jr. is an absolute stud. He fits the bill of one of those tall wide receivers. There's a couple of uh, other free agents out there. Uh, T. Higgins, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., who I don't think is really the big play wide receiver that Washington needs, but is a taller wide receiver. So that's where I think it's going to hurt Curtis Samuel as far as his chances to get here. But I mean, when people talk about the draft, you got to remember free agencies before the draft. So Washington has a chance to shore up positions here in free agency so they can focus on other positions in the draft. Not that they shouldn't be doing best uh, player available, but when you have people of equal talent, you can take the one that's going to fill out your roster a lot better than necessarily taking a uh, otherworldly talent. Although Marvin Harrison Jr. is the Probably my second player on the big board. Uh, But when you're talking about QBs, QBs are going to be taken before your second second best player available, which is Marvin Harrison Jr. So they're going to draft for need, not for best player available. Well, when you talk about impact stoner, the quarterback position is going to have a little bit more over Marvin Harrison Jr. If we had a, if I, if I felt more confident in Sam Howell, I would take Marvison Harrison Jr. in a in 100%. a heartbeat. 100%. In a heartbeat. But I think that there's yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. They're not get out of your not head. gonna happen. They're not taking him. I don't care if they if he falls to the third round. No, okay. If he falls to third. But uh <laughs> yeah, they're not gonna take him because they're gonna take a quarterback. It's yeah, it's a lot of smoke. And and in which case, as locked on law here is also agreeing, if they draft any QB, they're drafting for need. It it is what you need. Uh, I have stats I'm working on. You guys love my spreadsheets. There's a spreadsheet coming. Probably will be ready by next week. 
on the uh, reasons to or not to trade back. So I'm, I'm getting together all of that information as far as why, in my opinion, why Washington should not. Uh, but yeah, if you're picking at two, you're going to you're going to take one of the QBs that's available to you. Who that is, yeah, well, we'll have to wait that's, and see. That's going to be fun <laughs> debate. We might, I don't know, next week maybe, depending on what happens, we might have to start the uh, Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Penix, J.J. McCarthy debates. Okay. Well, Caleb Williams won one. Uh, and then after that, I've been, I've been looking through tape, and I was watching a lot of Jaden Daniel today. Spoiler alert. Uh, I was really hot on him like two weeks ago. Uh, after the, what I watched today, I'm a little less excited, but I, mm-hmm. that's only one or two games that I was able to get through today uh, while I was resting. Um, so, well, I'm going to start charting a lot more games and seeing what we got there. I've heard, I heard, I think it was um, Mike Garofalo or Garofalo. Sorry, I don't, I think he's pronounced it Garofalo. I believe he said, that Drake May is the third best quarterback of the last five years. You know, yeah, he, of any quarterback coming out. Yeah, there's been a couple of people who have been who've been talking up some Drake May uh, lately. Which and we're talking I, about Trevor Lawrence. Yep, and I can't remember who the second guy was, but he was above Joe Burrow. He was above just all these guys. You're like, really? That's the way he has them rated. So he thinks he should go 1 1. So yeah, it's going to be let, a good debate. Say, let people talk Chicago into anybody other than Caleb Williams. Yes, please. Please, please. please, please. Or talk please them into in, uh, uh, Justin Fields. The reason why we, t- for the record, for our listeners here, the reason why we don't typically talk about the draft this far away from it is because there's so much to, to talk about. There's there's only so much to talk about. So yeah. what happens this this early and the draft talk, right? People give their first draft opinions. They're pretty benign because it's just how things they think are going to go. And then you have to get the really crazy stuff out there. Like what if uh, Chicago keeps Justin Fields and they draft Marvin Harrison Jr. And you start it's that that's the content creation world for you, even on ESPN and Fox sports and all that. That's what they do. So we try to push off our draft talk until one, we've had a time to actually research some of these players. And then two, because we're not trying to talk all this nonsense that Washington's going to trade up, you know, three first round picks to go after Caleb Williams, which by the way, if he is a quarter of what Patrick Mahomes is, you got to pay the price. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. And by the way, the combine is in two weeks is that right mm-hmm. or what's say the 14th yeah it's in about two weeks yeah. from now the combine yeah. when all these guys are going to get measured and speed and, and all yeah. that maryland's so, qb not invited by the way to yeah, to well, his, uh to his, his little brother not, yeah not not invited there uh we're not talking about that right now though we are talking about why don't we go to the guy who i compared curtis samuel to and okay. antonio gibson there was actually yeah. i'm surprised quite a few People earlier to include Roger, who is a an I formation power back kind of person, said to keep Antonio Gibson. Roger, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I saw you yeah. back in Antonio Gibson there. So do you keep AG or not, Stoner? I don't. I mean, he he is really the definition of a jag. He's just another guy. He's 
He's about as average as you can get. He's got some great potential, but there's a ton of dudes yeah. just like him out there. And, and I will point to a guy like Elijah Mitchell in San Francisco, who I think is a fantastic running back, but I mean, he's behind Christian McCaffrey, but even when, before McCaffrey was there, he was a guy that, you know, he showed some nice flashes, but it's, it's just a guy. That's what Antonio Gibson is. Even if he goes somewhere and kind of gets a starting role and has some real good success, I still would say I don't regret not signing him because he's nothing special. He's sure. not a game changer. You don't game plan for for Antonio Gibson, regardless of what his skill set is. He just he's never shown it in four years with Washington. He has never shown a consistent, explosive type player. So I'm not I'm not re-signing Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Nope. As, as much as I like to defend uh, Antonio Gibson, I won't re-sign him here. I do think it would be important to have a weapon like him or Curtis Samuel, but you can also turn somebody else into that weapon. Okay. Running backs themselves are, are I'm not going to go as far as to call them a dime a dozen, but you can find quality running backs up and down the draft board. You don't have to spend a high draft pick on one and you can get somebody really good. There was the kid in Baltimore who was an undrafted free agent, Mitchell. You know I loved Keaton Mitchell, right? right? I thought I thought the world of him. He ended up getting injured, but I mean he showed why you don't have to necessarily spend value on a running yeah. back. There's a lot of running backs that are out there, but I'm with Leon here. You got to let AG walk. Um I don't agree with Gregory here. I guess I am going to defend AG one last time here. He is not a fumble dummy. Uh, he, he he had fumbling issues year two. Yeah, year two. And that was it. He's that not was- he is he has not had any other fumbling issues outside of that. So um I mean, there are the- so many, so many examples. I mean, we look at Jameer Gibbs, who was a stud. Uh, and uh, Bijan Robinson was was a stud. Look, those guys are great, but they're not winning you games. Christian McCaffrey is argue was arguably the best player in football this last year. Now he was should have been the MVP 10, in my opinion, but he was a top ten draft pick. Yeah. He, now he's on his second team. He's been traded, but you know Carolina's a mess. Uh, and he was awesome this year, incredible this year. But when it comes down to it. What Brock Purdy does on a Sunday, that's what's going to decide whether or not you're going to win games. Christian McCaffrey's going to help, and he was a big help to them. But do you think that the San Francisco 49ers would not have been in the Super Bowl if Christian McCaffrey was not on their team? I think they probably still would have been because they had a great team, and Brock Purdy had an excellent year, and Elijah Mitchell is an excellent running back. Now, he wouldn't have put up Christian McCaffrey-type numbers, 20 some odd touchdowns, whatever he had, but he's still good enough. And if Brock Purdy is going to carry you, then you're going to get into the Super Bowl. Just look at Kansas City. Isaiah Pacheco was a fifth seventh or rounder. Sixth, seventh rounder. Seventh rounder. And that's great. And he had some, he had a really good season, but that team gets to the Super Bowl and wins because of their quarterback, not because of their running back. And yeah. that's, that goes, for every team out there. they Detroit's not going to get to the Super Bowl eventually if they do because of Jameer Gibbs. They're going to get there because of whether their quarterback can lead them there. So 
that's why when people don't like that term, a devalued position, like a running back, that's why it's devalued. Sure. It's not It's not that they aren't important to a team. Sure, they are. But it's not what's going to get you over the top. Yeah, you, you rather have a quality one, but you can have – you know, there used to be bell cow backs, but there's not too many of those anymore. I mean, you got yeah. King Henry, uh, Saquon's likely still a bell cow back, even with the, the wear and tear that he's put on his body. But realistically, you're going to have by committee by committee now. Mm-hmm. And you can get, as I mentioned, Keaton Mitchell was fantastic in the short mm-hmm. time that he was healthy. And you can get that as an undrafted free agent EP here gonna throw her some love here on valentine's day she loved herself some Jarrett freaking patterson mm-hmm. that guy had eight touchdowns in a game for buffalo he was an undrafted free agent he showed you know that he you know could play reasonable in uh the time that he had not great but reasonable uh mike h asking a question that's gonna we're gonna pause the the routine uh talk just now but he was asking how to get a compensation pick. So there's a formula that the NFL has. It's convoluted in how it works, Mike. Mm -hmm. But what it typically is, is you have to spend less in free agent than people stealing from your players. So if Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson, Kendall Fuller, and some of these other free agents, if they sign big contracts elsewhere and you do not spend as much taking on players, you can end up with a compensation pick. Uh, again, it's not set in stone how that really works out. So you're not yep. always guaranteed just because you spent less than what people signed elsewhere. Um, but that is the general idea behind it is to not spend big money on other people's free agents. And that should get you some compensatory picks there. But it's again, not, not set in stone because there is a lot of different factors that play into it as well. If if Gibson goes somewhere and uh, he has an amazing year, an MVP year type year, then they may get something for him. But again, it does come down mostly to mm-hmm. the free agents you sign in the offseason. And Washington's going to sign a lot of free agents in the offseason. They're going to be mm-hmm. um, getting some some big names and some big numbers. So don't expect, as usual, don't expect many comp, uh, compensatory picks for Washington in the coming years. Yeah. Uh, let's move on from the ones that were on the graphics. Let's talk about one that you reminded me of just before the show. And actually, mm. it's kind of funny because I, I, I was talking with a, in our Ref the District group chat, but it's it's all pro Revo. Jeremy Reeves is a free agent and he's buying into what Washington is doing with yeah. all these coaching changes and and also, you know, the GM changes. Do we keep Jeremy Reeves on as our special teams kind of ace? Yeah, I think that that's one of those deals where he's not going to go out and kind of uh, command a salary that Washington is going to be freaked out about because he is a special teams guy. So, I mean, when they had four safeties at the time at, when everybody was healthy, he was not one of those four. He was the, like the fifth guy. He was the emergency sort of safety because he was your special teams guy. Mm-hmm. Special teams guys don't go out and get big deals in the open market. So if he wants to stay here, then he's probably going to stay. But the the injury does play a role. He did have a, a knee issue. It wasn't you know like an ACL tear or anything, but still it cost him most of the season. 
Um, so that goes into consideration as well. But yeah, they probably keep him. He is the the kind of guy that uh, would stay put even if something else was a little bit bigger on the open market because it's not going to be that much bigger. We're talking about yeah. like he might get a a, a two year seven million dollar deal and maybe somebody offers him two years eight million. I don't think that's going to entice him to go somewhere else. So yeah, he'll, I, I think he'll be back. Yeah, fan favorite. He did, as Josh pointed out here, uh, tell Ron that he would follow him wherever uh, after the pro announcement. But remind Pebble me, Beach? Stoner, is is yeah. Ron have a job yet? No, he's, he'll be out Pebble Beach golfing if Revo wants to go uh, golf yeah. with uh, Ron Rivera all summer and yeah. into the fall. And I agree with Roger here. He might just be the smartest safety on, who was on the roster. Yeah. Uh, very, very. He, he is a smart. He's a smart player. His issue was he's just not as athletic as those ahead of him right. on the right. roster. You can. He kind of had that uh, that issue. Who's the linebacker Bostic, who I used to rail on all the time. He, he you know knows where to be. Step too late to get there. So as right. a Jeremy Reeves, excellent uh, player. I would love to see him on the staff. It'll be interesting to see if that's somebody Washington goes after. There's a lot of players here that we'll talk about. There's probably, uh, you know, let me just ramble a few off, and you just tell me when to stop if you wanted to. Well, let me get through the big one first. Okay, there's right. one other big one, and then there's going to be a bunch of people we're going to be like, no, pass, right? <laughs> right. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, that's a big one. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to think of that because you're going to draft a, um, a quarterback, right? So you're going to have, um, let's just throw it out there just for craziness sakes. So you're going to have Drake may you're going to have Sam Howell. He's only going to be in year three of his four year deal. He's shown that he can play. He's not great. So you're going to want to kind of keep him on as that insurance policy. But Jacoby Brissett's going to command $10 million to, to, to what? To be a third stringer? He's going to go somewhere where he's going to want to say, hey, did you see those two games I came in in the second half this past year and and I excelled and I brought my team back? Did, did you see that? Maybe you need to give me a shot to be a starter. So he's going to go somewhere where he's going to get $10 million to either fight for a starting position or – be that high-priced backup to come in like he was here in Washington. They're not signing him. Would I like him to sign him and be the number two and have Sam be the number three? Absolutely. Washington's <laughs> not going to do it, though. Yeah, I, we expect Washington to take a uh, QB at number two, or, or at least within the first round, but they should be picking at number two. And then you're going to have Sam Howell on the roster. And I have saw I saw the comment, I think, even put it in there for unless they trade or if they trade Sam, definitely keep Brissett. Sam Howell does not have trade value right now. Uh, it just it, that's just the truth of it. He's he is uh, he, w- he was drafted by the old regime. He didn't show enough last year for a team to be like, yeah, I'll give you a fifth round pick for the fifth round rookie that started a year for you. That's just not yeah. just not how the Probably it not. works. So Jacoby Brissett would be an interesting hire because I think that it would just be, it would make Sam Howell the third string quarterback. And you, a lot of people I think would be alienated with that, but I mean, it would probably be the right choice because Jacoby, who do you want coming in for a uh, Jaden Daniels or Drake may or Caleb Williams? You know, do you want Sam Howell or do you want Jacoby Brissett who can potentially help out 
the offense as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I would go with, I would want Jacoby Brissett in that situation, but I just yeah. don't see them, uh, see them doing that. So, uh, yeah, that's probably the biggest name left. So let's just go over some quick lightning round stoner. Cody Barton. Nope. Cornelius Lucas. Um, yes. You're not doing very good on the lightning part of this round bit here. Uh, <laughs> okay, F.A. Obata. Okay. Uh, F.A. Obata, no. David Bada. Uh, no. Kalik Hudson. Yes. Tyler Larson. No. David Mayo. No. Joey Sly. No, Dan Quinn would rip his only <laughs> two hair follicles out if he had Joey Sly as a kicker. Jameson Crowder. Uh, no. Byron Pringle. No. Alex Arma. I love me some Alex Arma, but no, not in this offense. Sadiq Charles. Um, no. A failed attempt at being a pro bowler, Terrell Burgess. No. Fan favorite, Jabil Cox. No. Brandon Dillon. I don't even know who that is. That's the tight end who's here tight for five end. minutes. No. Yeah, <laughs> James Smith Williams. Um, yes. Casey Tusacks. Uh yes. Curtis Brooks, defensive tackle. I don't even know who that is. No. Tucker Addington. Uh that would be a no. The long snapper? Wait, Tucker Addington. That's right. He was yeah. he was the guy. I mean, no, I, what, okay. <laughs> all right. You're right. You should trade up and draft a long snap. The fifth yeah. round. It works out all the time. Alex King blue. No. Yeah. Right. Most, most of the ones in the lightning round are just not, uh, is just not going to happen. Uh, yeah. Brian, those are restricted free agents. Um, yeah. So I, I was just listing off the free agents that are with Washington. Um, so not all those were unrestricted free agents. James Williams, Casey Tuhill are. There are a couple exclusive uh, restricted free agents. But those are the players Washington has the ability to retain if they want. And I just think that they're just going to end up uh, passing on that. I do apologize if my Wi-Fi is being a little bit cruddy, which I do see the bars now here, TJ. I am in a new location. You can see the Harry Potter thing. We're working out a situation. Eventually, I'll be in my new spot. But right now, I am uh, in the Harry Potter room. So I do appreciate you all sticking with us here tonight as we're going over those who we're supposed to retain. And now we'll head over and talk about those in free agency. And the first one we're going to talk about, stay with us, Leon here, talking about whether or not Diggs is available to leave Buffalo. Not exactly a free agent. But some people might agree with Leon there and wanting him to come here. So stick with us here in the cool down. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 